All right, man. Got a question for you. All right. So Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Right. Da 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 da. da. <laughs> my son brought this to my attention one day. Is we're going, hey, what can we talk about? And he said, he said, saving the princess would be a good episode, Dad. I said, why? I said, like, tell me about it. He said, why do we assume that the princess needed to be saved? He said, why do we assume that Mario was the good guy? I yeah okay and so it's like a contextual awareness thing so it's a respin of like looking at something because you're playing him you think he's the hero right yeah so this is a contextual awareness episode so today folks we're going to be talking about saving the prince or saving the princess or does the princess need to be saved whatever you want to call this episode today (laughs) on curiosity continuum Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends, and we want to spark your imagination, your curiosity also, help you integrate information, enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We're going to do this by sharing conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. CuriosityContinuum.com, our home out in the digital space. Listen to us there. Link off to other ch- social media channels, uh, podcasting channels. Interact and rate with I- interact with us, please, and rate the podcast. Yeah, it helps. We've been getting some great feedback lately. So we first of all, I want to say thank you, and I know Brian thanks you too. Um, we really do listen to you guys. Yep. And we want to tailor the show a little more to whatever you really want to hear. Mm-hmm. So we also like hearing topic ideas like this show, for example. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, coming from the mind of a of a 13-year-old boy here talking about the, the spinning the idea of are we really perceiving the story correctly in Saving the Princess? So we'll use some Super Mario Brothers examples, which is near and dear to Josh and Mai's heart. Both yeah, about. probably one of my favorite games of all time. Me too. Yeah. But we're going to talk about also to the kind of the implications of that when he said that, because it really got me thinking about it, you know, like, so for example, like there's a, there's a, there's a plumber. Yeah. On a quest. A semi, you know, racist Italian plumber. (laughs) (laughs) A racist view of. Yeah. I mean, so, and he eats mushrooms and he gets bigger. Yeah. Or or does he get bigger? Or does he just think he gets bigger? That's what I'm saying. You know? I mean, is it like real? <laughs> it could a, just be all an acid trip. Is it a pipe dream? But don't a mushroom boom. trip. True, <laughs> exactly. You know? But that is a, a good question, though. Yeah, because the story goes is that uh, Bowser, the bad guy, who is a dragon dragon kind of dinosaur, turtle thing with spikes. It's a Bowser. Yeah, Bowser. <laughs> a you Bowser, know who he is. You know, <laughs> and there are the Princess Peach has been kidnapped. Right. And they have to recover her. And so this is Mario's quest, basically, to do that, right? Yeah. From beginning to end. And there's eight worlds to kind of go through, and everyone gets tougher. And there's all a right. bunch of variety. Like, And Mario needs to be a decathlete, apparently, because, you know, <laughs> every good Italian plumber is able to jump over things and, like, and go down pipes and yeah. swim. Well, he's a plumber. That's why he can go down pipes. That's that true. makes total sense. That's, yeah, no. Contextual yeah. awareness, that makes sense, actually. Everybody can hold their breath for about five minutes underwater and swim <laughs> and avoid, like, electric squid and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. And you they're know, everywhere. I mean, you know, especially in those water worlds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but at the end, of, so at the, at the end of each dungeon, up until level eight, there's Toad. So Toad's this guy 
for those of you who don't know, like a little strange little character. And if after you beat like the guardian of that particular dungeon, there's usually like four worlds, right? One, two, three, four. And the fourth world is... The fourth is, is the castle or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The same theme played over and over again. Right. Said, hey, Mario, thanks so much, man. But Princess is in another castle, right? And you got to keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, if you beat world eight, four, yeah. that's Bowser. And then like... The real Bowser. The real Bowser. And then you've captured Peach or you, you've rescued Peach. Right. But what? why was Bowser the bad guy? So let's just spin a little Like, what bit. did he really do? Yeah. Like, the, the we frame this story by saying, like, Mario's a good guy and he's trying to rescue the princess. Right? right. But is Toad not important? Like, who was Toad? We assume that Toad was Was like good. a helper. Yeah. yeah. Or is like not quite the prize. Right. Right? Right. But was could Toad be the prize or was Toad in on it? See, because here's the deal. You're going to go through like <laughs> seven different worlds and say, oh, just kidding, Mario, like somebody else. What? How did Toad know that? Because he's there. He's the messenger. So yeah, who so put Toad must, there? He must have been place? like the one warning them. I know. Now, it doesn't say there are seven different Toads. It's no. the same homie at every location telling Mario, oh, sorry, dude, you know? So really is Mario then, Mario's not bad. Mario is just like a victim of circumstance. He could be. What if what if Princess Peach wanted to be taken? Not in like a nefarious sort of way, but what if like this is a bad relationship and Bowser, <laughs> like, you got my back, you've been my friend since second grade. Right. I need some help here. Right. I guess that's possible. Yeah. Maybe we're reading too much into it. You could be reading too much into <laughs> it. You know, we're trying to extrapolate <laughs> a comment of a 13-year-old here. Yeah, but, but that is an interesting perspective though. Yeah. So and looking at it from today's world, because today's when world. we looked at it from like, let's look at it a little bit. Let's just pull it back a little bit. Let's look yeah. at it from our world and we were kids and we first played that game. Yeah, like we would never have thought that. Not at all. We would have thought, oh, we just keep going. Right. This is what you do. Yeah. Right. And it was a linear world. Yeah. And now there are warp zones. So you kind of jump over things, but you're but it's still linear because you can't go back. Right. Like you're always moving forward. Yeah. Even your character, like you can't go backwards. You can only move forward. Right. So it's kind of driving the action this way. So games obviously have done this and there's different designs of games that we've talked about in another podcast episode uh, called The Lessons of Zelda. But we have this thing that that did. And this is what happens in media. This is what happens in movies and books, whatever else. Yeah. It's like you're dropping into a story and you're getting... Like, you know, like the worldview and the constructs enough to drive, you know, so just the story exists moving. there. Just right. Just to keep moving. Yeah. But let's think about this, though. Like, when you have something in the media, you know, regardless of what your personal feelings are, and there's like video footage, for example. First of all, it's different because there's a video camera there. Right. And, you know, if you just step outside your front door and you like look around, like that's how a human being sees. But a camera right. focuses in on something there's very specific. one part. You might not be seeing the context of right. what it is. Yeah. They're controlling the tightness of the context in movies. Right. Then that's what makes a good movie because it actually, it, it leads you. It tells you, a story. It tells a story. They're leading you along. Right. Right. Now, the question that everybody should ask is like, what am I being led to believe? And is that even the right? Belie is it the right thing to believe? To believe. Right. Right. It's a moral question. It is. Yeah. Because you have to examine, do I believe the storyteller? Do and I the story? Yeah, storyteller. Yeah, and then do I believe that it's 
first of all, reasonable for me to keep moving on with this. Right. Yep. <laughs> There's this guy named Jay Warner Wallace, and he is a cold case detective in Los Angeles. And he was talking about this. He said that when you are a cold case detective, if he gets a call, like in the middle of the night or something like that, right? Yeah. The first thing is, so like, you know, I, how many people are there as eyewitnesses and stuff? He said, I make one request. He said, separate the witnesses. Sure. Now, and he said, the reason why is this. He said, they start talking to each other. They do. And then he said, you'll have one story and it's completely useless right. because they're trying to gain consensus. Yeah. He said, the thing that tells you that the, the account of it was true. Was it all different? They're all different. Because everybody has a perspective. Yeah. And he said, it shouldn't line up. Right. He said, so that was actually something that where if it does line up, there's either a conspiracy or people have talked and they're trying to agree on something right. to have one story. He said, as a, as a detective, it is crucial that everybody's perspective is is maintained and then it's told. And there's not going to be the same account, but that tells you, it speaks to the authenticity of it. Sure. So like like a lot of times I talk about the truth, it's like a three-edged sword. It's their side, your side, and what really happened. Right. So, it, you know, it's like there's always that in the middle type thing. Right. It's kind of the the amalgamation of like, here's subjective things talking about an objective thing. Right. And then you, you learn about that thing because of all the different perspectives on it and stuff. So in the in the case of Mario, it was from Mario's perspective that he was the hero. He was the hero moving forward right. and trying to save the princess. Right. Now Toad, who is this weirdo, apparently, <laughs> kind of pervy guy, who just like <laughs> is at the end of who likes wearing this big like mushroom hat. Right. Which I'm not really sure about the hat at all i mean i'm not really into the hat but okay. i don't well, I really know. know what's going on so there. I'm, I'm gonna spin a different way you know mario eats mushrooms and yeah makes him bigger and toad has a mushroom style hat now is toad the one being the dealer here is he like the complete mastermind <laughs> behind like it? he's wearing the hat so like mario trusts him <laughs> that's true but you don't he's see like, mario you, eating him either yeah you know me you know yeah, yeah, it's it's like, like, hey, i'm your friend <laughs> i told you seven times that she's not here <laughs> which is like you got to begin to question why that is in the first place you know but, yeah, and then it is interesting that you only see Toad in the end of the castle. Right. Like, in the first game. We're not talking about, we all know, look, listen, everybody, we all know that this has gone on for many games now. Yeah. And you can play Toad and everything now, but in this first game, yeah, you only see him at one point. And you right. only see Bowser at that point as well. Right. So that's interesting, too. Player two. So now let's weave Luigi in there. Okay. Right? I think every... Every sibling that was like not the firstborn sibling, <laughs> they, they, they Luigi was Luigi. their guy. That was their guy. He's their man. That was their jam, and they did it. Now, if you win the game as Luigi, she thanks him just the same. Yeah. It's just like, hey, thank you so much, whatever. But whose girlfriend is she? Well, is she even one of their girlfriends? Right. So why are they rescuing? <laughs> Do you understand? Like, why are they on this quest anyway? Is it two brothers that like chasing the same girl? I have no idea. See, that's a good question. Now you realize this too is that Peach has is in a fiery dungeon with a dragon, turtle, lizard, reptile thing, and <laughs> yeah. she has stayed alive. <laughs> yeah, and she's doing just fine when you find her. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's a reverse story here. You know, like where she, maybe she has a sister. Maybe there's a third story here. That there is a third story. story that right. we don't know about. So how would it would be interesting to see what that is? There's movies that do that too. It's or different. Shows they kind of show the different perspective in doing it. I think the moral of the story here is you're going to be dropped into a context, 
and everywhere you go in life, right? In real life and whatever. Have you questioned the context? Have you questioned the context? Have you questioned, is this the way I want to go? Right. You know? Should I go this way? Yeah, should I go this way? Right. First of all. And then if I should go this way. Yep. Number one, why should I go this way? Yep. Ask yourself why all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's important. I think that's a good, for sure, good thing to know. Yeah. Am I doing something noble? Yeah. You know, am I, am I doing my... something within my realm of reality? Yeah. You know, is this okay for me? And with with the life given to me, right? You know, I'm not going to jump and miss <laughs> and miss her like the little mushroom guy hits me and I die. You're like, is this is this worth this? Because I'm about to go th- go through all this. You know. Yeah. Um, it definitely calls you up to really take a step back to go. Okay, what? Who's telling the story? Do I believe it? What's my role in it? Do I want this to be my role? It, it, it's really for you to question. Mm-hmm. And the, you should be asking yourself those questions. Right. And everything, not just a video game. It seems a little bit you know, a little bit overblown maybe, um, but everybody can relate to that. Like, here's, but here's, you should question. You should question your reality. You should. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Because if it's a worthy idea, it'll, it'll, it'll stand, stand up to criticism. Stand up to it. Yep. Yeah. It can take it. So- well, we'll put a comment in the conversation there, man. Yeah, I think that's a good one. All right. So, remember to question, 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 question. A good idea and a right and a truth will always stand up to criticism. So, until next time, this is Brian. This is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.